are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, Q. We've got an exciting show ahead of you. Huge NFL news broke yesterday. Of course, the Carson Wentz trade to Indianapolis. We're going to talk a lot about that, a lot about the salary cap floor that was that was announced, and we got to talk about just quarterbacks in general. Such a fun show lined up for you. And today's episode, don't forget, is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And you'll get 20% off your next order of BuiltBar.com. First of all, Q, how are you doing on this fine Friday, my friend? Well, I'm doing well. I'm surviving in the state of Texas where if anyone's turned on the news, they know that the weather has not been uh, ideal in the state of Texas. But we're doing really well now. Have electricity, have heat, can take a shower. Now, it can't be a very long shower, but we can take a shower. So we're doing a lot better than we were, say, three or four days ago. That's that's scary, man. When I see pictures of that, I'm just like, ooh, I, I would not, I, I would not want to be in that situation. I mean, it's cold up in here in PA, but you know, we're <laughs> used to we're used to being in like zero degree weather and stuff at times. But um, speaking of PA, one of the major quarterbacks they used to call him Pennsylvania. Now it's I guess it's gonna be Wentz Deanna, Wentz Deanapolis, because Carson Wentz is going to the Colts. Uh, they have the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, traded him to the Colts for a third round pick in the 2021 draft and a second round pick in the 2022 draft that it can be conditional that if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts, that will then turn into a first round pick in 2022. Q, we knew that there, there was a report that no team was offering a first round this year for Carson Wentz. What did you think when you heard this trade? Was this just an absolute steal from the Colts or was this kind of like what you expected? No, you know what? I think that the Colts stole them. I think they really did it. And that's based off of what we've seen so far and what we've heard. We've heard about these different teams that are quarterback hungry, that are quarterback almost desperate, giving up the farm, you know, to be able to acquire a quarterback. And we saw what Matt Stafford acquired from the Rams, you know, what the Lions got from the Rams for Matt Stafford. And, uh, you know, they even had a quarterback go back in exchange and they still gave up a lot. So I was very surprised to see what uh, the Philadelphia Eagles got in return. And and don't forget, not only did they – not get a whole lot of return they also are eating a ton of his salary on this cap Uh, they got a lot of dead money on the cap now i mean they basically they i don't want to say they gave him away but they just about gave him away man indianapolis did a good job uh with that trade and that was really i guess the funny thing about it is and you correct me if i'm wrong i feel like the media and some folks maybe closer to the eagles and carson wentz kind of talked about it and and man like pumped it up about how many teams are really interested when all in all it was probably just well, the Colts and the Bears, and that was it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's looking that way. And then the report came out that the Bears fell out. Like, they just kind of right. – they, they backed off eventually uh, because they, they weren't feeling it. Now, the Eagles have had a cap strap situation for quite some, for quite some time. Um, again, it depends on what kind of model you're using, whether it's like, you know, whether you're expecting $185 million or $180 million, But – as it is, Spot Rack has them right now. I believe this is without Carson Wentz contract on the books for the Eagles being $41.4 million over the salary cap if it's set at $185 million. That's, you know, so I guess Carson Wentz being gone kind of addresses, you know, kind of 
didn't even really impact that at all. And, you know, they're also looking that they want to trade, like they want to trade away Zach Ertz. Uh, this is a team that's hurting now. And, you know, it's crazy to think just a, just a few years ago, they won a Super Bowl and they were talking about how fun it was to win that Super Bowl. And they loved to win the Super Bowl that way. But, you know, it's kind of showing now that they, they've fallen apart so quickly. They were not able to put it together to make themselves consistently competitive. And now you have a, a guy who was a second overall pick in the in the 2016 NFL draft going to another team. And the Colts right now, on the flip side, they're looking great. Because even with this Carson Wentz contract, the Colts' salary cap, according to Spot Rack right now, with 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 Wentz on the books, they have fifty three point eight million dollars in cap in cap space. Uh, if the if the salary cap's at one eighty five, Q, there it looks to me like the Colts are in a serious running where they can say, "Hey, if you want to if you want to win, come here now. We got the dudes." Exactly. And, you know, Carson Wentz has a relationship with Frank Wright, who's the head coach there in Indianapolis, and Mm -hmm. it just gives him a really good opportunity. And when you look at his salary, you mentioned it a few times, his cap hit against Indianapolis is uh, what their their cap hit is not bad at all for a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback in the league, which we have seen Carson Wentz be. I mean, in 2021, 25.4 million cap hit. Not bad. 2022, 22 million cap hit. Not bad. 2023, 25 million. Definitely not bad. 2024, 26 million. I mean, think about it. That is good manageable money for a starting quarterback in the NFL. And so, uh, again, the, 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 the Colts made it to the playoffs and really were close to advancing in the playoffs with Phillip Rivers, who we know is a little bit, you know, was older in the tooth. You know, some of his skills had deteriorated. Now you got a young dude who, yeah, he needs to be, I don't want to say rebuilt, but he needs to have a little bit of confidence shot yep. back into him a little bit. But, you know, you get him in a new surrounding, you get him with a coach that he's familiar with, and you have, like you mentioned, dudes around him that could play, including an offensive line, including a run game, and more importantly, in my opinion, including the defense that's actually how the the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl even though he wasn't behind center they had a good rushing attack they had a really good defense and they had guys stepping up making plays that's the Indianapolis Colts Carson Wentz could be walking into a great situation right here and like you said that 25.4 million dollar cap hit now if he stinks oh okay then then it's horrible but as it is right now even if he's just good, he doesn't have to be great, just good. That's a heck of a way to have your franchise quarterback. And like you said, they got a young running back in Jonathan Taylor, an offensive led line led by maybe the best guard and maybe the best lineman in football in Quentin Nelson. Um, and then their defense, Darius Leonard. And this is what I was saying last week, Q. You know, the news came out about J.J. Watt and how he was released. And, you know, in Pittsburgh, people are talking about him coming to the Steelers to play with his brothers. And the Packers are saying, we want him. But the Colts have a ton of cap space like left. Like I said, they got like $55 million even after Carson Wentz's contract. And now you're saying, okay, J.J., you come here. We pay you $10 million. They still got would have like $45 million in cap space. You'll join a defense where you can line up next to DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart, Darius Leonard's playing behind you so you know he's got your back. You still got Ben Banigou, Tyquan Lewis. They, they, they got people to play with there. And, again, an offense that – has that that was heading in the right direction now granted they need to get a wide receiver but i think that's something that they can easily that they easily yeah. go get in free agency with the money they got left this is a great situation for the colts to be in 
Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they are set up perfectly to make a nice run. And, you know, there's certain things that uh, San Francisco a couple years ago when they were in Super Bowl, one thing that they showed me, you can never have enough guys to get after the quarterback. They had a lot of dudes, a yep. plethora of guys, according to for and, and including DeForest Buckner, who you mentioned as well. Uh, they had him on the defensive line that can get after the quarterback. If you were to add a J.J. Watt, and I'm not saying he's going to go to the Colts, but if you were to add him to the Colts defense, and you, you combine him with everybody that you mentioned already, I mean, that's just nasty. And he wants to get to the Super Bowl. He want, he'll, he'll be playing with that extra energy, that extra motivation. He brings great leadership. You know he's not going to go out there and just uh, collect a check. He's going out there to ball, you know. And so if he has that opportunity, you always have fresh legs getting after the quarterback. You cannot go wrong that way. So that would be, in, in my opinion, a great landing spot. I, I honestly believe – Outside of Houston, there's not a team in the league that couldn't use J.J. Watt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think every team could benefit from having him. But, yeah, in Indianapolis, that would be a heck of a landing spot for J.J. It'd be a heck of a landing spot for J.J. Right now, it looks like a heck of a landing spot for Carson Wentz. We'll see how that plays out. I'm sure there's a lot more things we, we can – we'll be talking about that throughout the offseason with – who the Colts try to draft, who the Eagles try to work with to add to J- Jalen Hurts' squad, because that's the other side of this, that clearly now right. it's the Jalen Hurts era with the, with the Eagles' queue. Is um, he ready for that? Yeah. I mean, that's going to be interesting. I, I'm a big Jalen Hurts guy. Me too. Me I was, too. I just don't know. And this is me. I, this is me before he was drafted by the Eagles. The best landing spot would be for him to sit somewhere behind a quarterback and kind of learn the ropes. I feel like he eventually got thrown into the into the fire in 2020, and I don't know if he really had an opportunity to learn too much. It doesn't sound like the relationship between him and Wentz was too good. So is he now ready to take over the the the, the reins as a starting quarterback? And I think more importantly, Chris, the question is, who does he have around him? Do they have enough weapons to even make him a good quarterback? I mean, it's a very good question. I mean, you look at the roster right now of their top paid players. A lot of them are defense. Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz is supposed to get traded. Yep. Sean Jackson is old. Jason Kelsey is getting up there as well. Alshon Jeffries would been hurt. Um, you know, you 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 look back and you say, okay, well, Miles Sanders, he he had an okay. Dallas Goddard, you know, did some stuff for you. Jalen Rager, you hope takes another step. But yeah, I mean, Mark, and I think they signed Marquis Goodwin. But I mean, come on, this that's a rough spot for Jalen Hurts. Um, the Eagles may, and again, the Eagles are forty-ish, you know, 41, 47, depending on what cap, what what you think the salary cap will be. They're going to be well over the salary cap, and. They're going to have to make some more moves on top of this. Now, Zach Ertz is supposed to get traded, so that'll give them about $4.7 million off that. But still, that means you're going to have to get rid of some pieces, and every piece that you get rid of this year um, is going to be another piece that you can't surround Jalen Hurts with. And 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 like Carson Wentz needs guys around him with a new team, Jalen Hurts, he's, he's still just a second-year quarterback, and he's adjusting to playing in the NFL that's going to be a struggle this year. Um, and then you look at the Eagles, they get the sixth overall pick of the draft. Do you go get an offensive lineman? Do you see if you can sneak, sneak, sneak one, sneak, you know, if Snape Powell falls that fall, I don't think he would, you know, do you try to get Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, somebody to be a spark with Hertz? Lots of questions there. Um, but I, this had to be a band aid that was ripped off yeah. for the Eagles ever since it leaked that Carson Wentz was saying that he wouldn't, that he wanted to trade if he wasn't the def- definitive starter. I, it was clear that they had to make this move. Yeah, it was. It was. And they did. And, you know, and I, I didn't know. I thought they were going to trade one of the two. I wasn't sure which one it was going to be. I thought because of the dead money that was going to be on the cap for the Eagles, they'd end up moving, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts. But they didn't. They said, OK, he's going to be our guy. I think and, and I know that a lot of Eagle fans won't like this. I think at the number six overall pick, you got to get the best offensive tackle out there. 
You've got to. You've got to be able to protect your guy, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you continue to try to build around him. You got to put some more weapons out there. Like you mentioned, Jalen Rager, he's a speed guy. Alshon Jeffrey, he's he's older in the tooth. Deshaun Jackson, he's going to get released. I mean, you've got to be able to get a possession receiver. You've got to get that run game going. You've got to get – I mean, there's so many things they got to do, but it starts in the trenches for me. They got to get that offensive tackle position held down and uh, be able to protect Jalen Hurts or else he's going to be as hurt if not more than Carson Wentz was uh, throughout his career in in Philadelphia. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. We come back that salary cap floor that was announced. I want to get into that with Q about what this does for a lot of teams in the league and what it means. Cause some people didn't understand that that did not mean what they thought it meant. But before we do that, we got to talk to our friends at built bar. Hold it right there, Locked On listeners. I know I normally talk about Built Bar and how it's a great snack. It's great for you. It's light in calories, and it has all these awesome options for you to help you reboost during the day. But today is something special. There is a flash sale going on at BuiltBar.com for their special flavor of the Coconut Puff Bar. Luscious chocolate, soft marshmallow, and again, made with a premium protein blend with 16 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 6 grams of sugar. It's gluten-free, it's preservative-free, and it's for a limited time only and a one-day sale. You can go to BuiltBar.com and get yourself a whole bunch of the Coconut Puff Bar. It's a great flavor to try and again go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on to get 20 percent off your next order builtbar.com today and remember to check out that coconut puff bar flash sale what up what up what up welcome back to locked on nfl it's friday's edition of the podcast of course i got my guy christopher carter i'm your boy q he hosts locked on steelers I host Locked On Raiders, and we are talking about something that Chris teased before he went to break, and that was the salary cap. Not the fact that it's set, because it's not set for the 2021 season, but the floor is at $180 million. We all kind of, as guys covering the NFL and people that were talking about the NFL, all were kind of basing everything we had talked about leading up to this point as the, the floor was going to be $175 million. But it didn't mean that that's how low it was going to be. It just mean that that was going to be the floor. It wasn't going to go any less than 175. And it could go all the way up to what, 195? Uh, the same that it was yeah. in 2020. Yeah. Well, on, uh, on Thursday, it was announced that 180 is now the floor. So it goes up $5 million. Does not mean that the salary cap is set, but it kind of gives teams, in my opinion, Chris, and this is what I was telling a lot of people on Twitter on Thursday, this lets teams know, okay, this is kind of the ballpark that we're talking about. This is kind of what we're looking at as far as the, the floor goes. So, you know, you can kind of start to adjust your your team roster based off this. And then, hey, when, when we're able to figure out exactly what it's going to be, we'll let you know. But knowing that it's 180, how do you feel like that impacts teams today? I think it's a reassurance that, hey, this is not the hellish salary cap situation that we thought that the league might be in this time last year when we were all like, okay, this COVID thing is real. This isn't just China. Um, I mean, think about that. This time last year, Q, yeah. we all thought that this, that March Madness was going to happen, that everything was going to be cool, and that, that nothing. we had no idea we'd be in this spot a year from now. But now the, the owners can kind of say, okay, the numbers were not nearly as bad as they are. And the thing is, the NFL is still working out this upcoming TV deal. And if this deal is lucrative enough for them, they're going to, and they said they're still crunching the numbers. And that's when we'll know the definitive salary cap number. But they know at least it will not be 175 like some predicted. It, it will at least be 180. If you're, if you're a person that looks at a lot of different salary cap tracking sites, 
Overthecap.com, I know is one is popular. Their their salary cap prediction was $180.5 million for, for, for all teams. Spot Rack, which I think is a more accurate or more up-to-date um, tracker, they have it at $185 million as the projection for next year's salary cap. At that 185 million, that sounds that sounds like that's legitimate because right. you know I, I I keep an eye on the guys that have covered the NFL for a long time and the consensus that I seem to understand from those guys um, is that when this floor is set, we're now expecting for more good news to come and for that floor and for the eventual salary cap to be set you know even higher than that. Now maybe not a whole lot higher, maybe not in the 190s, but if it's 185 or higher, that's going to give a lot more flexibility to teams to be able to go out and say, "Hey, we're going to be able to spend X." Right, exactly. And and that's I mean that's a great, you know, area to start with. You know, again, just looking at it knowing that hey, it's at least at 180, that's a, that's a good spot to start. I think what that does tell you though, I think that a lot of teams look at that and say, "Okay, look, it's going to drop down at least you know, if it is 185, that's still a $10 million drop from what it was in, in 2020. Yeah. So now you look at some guys, you see a J.J. Watt get released. Obviously, him and the team, they came to an agreement to mutually part ways. But, you know, you hear rumors about a Von Miller and the, the Denver Broncos might decline his, his, uh, his team option, which would save him like $18 million. I think what this is going to do, I think this is going to get the teams and the GMs and the coaches to start looking at the guys, the veterans, a little bit, you know, 30 years old, a little bit older than that, looking at guys that are a little longer in the tooth and say, okay, can we move on from this guy and still be a really good team? Is this going to kill us if we don't have this veteran? I think this is going to allow there to be some real quality veterans that can really still play out on the open market for other teams. And I kind of make, I feel like this free agent period that's coming up in March is going to be that much more exciting because you're going to get real deal guys, not just at the end of their career, but guys that still have a good three, four, five years left in their career where they can still go hard in the paint. And, and you know, you may be able to get them. Teams may be able to get guys like that on a little bit lesser of a contract than they normally would because you know, okay, it's going down. It's gone. It's it's gone up five million from what we thought it was going to be, or at least the floor was going to be. Now let's see how much farther it goes up, and, and it starts to kind of uh, let them evaluate their situation. So I think you're going to start to see a lot of veterans get released, and some quality veterans that teams that we talked about. We talked about the Eagles in segment number one. Guys, teams like that that can kind of get value at these veteran positions and still have playmakers on that side of the ball, and maybe help turn around some teams quicker than 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 expected. Right. And that's something that we, you know, that, that we've been discussing for a while is that, you know, look at, look at the fact that e- even if it's 185 million, you got to come, you got to come to grips that some people got to go. The saints are one of those teams there, even with this model, they're still well over the saints would owe if it's 185 million, they still owe $65.5 million before they can get even with the cap. They're, they're that, that's how much they're over. That's insane. And when you think about some of the talent that they got, they've got to let go of some of their, some of their big names to get there. Um, and, and, and for those who enjoyed fool's gold and reels gold last week, that will come <laughs> back at some point, uh, but maybe even next week when we look at some of these free agents, but the, the reason we held off on it is because when you look at the, the free agency pool, it's probably going to change in the next month or so, because remember the new season queue starts on March 17th. That's when we will definitely know by then what the salary cap is. And then that's when people will start making free agent signings. We have a long way to go before teams are starting to be like, okay, we have a sense of thing. Like a perfect example, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that I cover on locked on Steelers, 
Kevin Colbert, the GM, spoke for uh, spoke on Wednesday, and when he spoke, he basically said we are we have not made any decisions. And some people took it as oh, they're getting rid of Ben Roethlisberger. They're not getting rid of Ben Roethlisberger. It doesn't mean anything. It means we don't know how much money we got, so we're not going to lock into lock into any numbers that force our hand later when we don't have to do that right now. And I think that's what most smart teams are doing right now. If you don't have to cut a guy, you're, if you don't have to restructure a guy because you don't know what the numbers are yet, don't do it until you know for sure what's going to happen. And I think that's what's going to be the case across the NFL until we see these numbers pop up, unless you get trade situations where it's like, hey, we got to get this guy out of here. Right, exactly. I think it helps the teams start to put their shortlist together. You know what I mean? Like, it's not saying, as a matter of fact, oh, Big Ben won't be back next year or fill in the blank, this guy won't be back. Von Miller won't be back or whoever you want it to be. Trent Brown, he ain't going to be back. But it says, let's put these guys on the shortlist. And depending on what happens, you know, with the salary cap, then we'll make a, a decision if, you know, we decide to try to restructure a guy like Big Ben, who who most likely that's probably what will happen. That $41 million cap hit is way too large for a, an aging quarterback, especially with the salary cap going down. They'll probably restructure him. But other guys, they may just move on from. Like I mentioned to Trent Brown, he's the right tackle for the Raiders. He's owed $14 million in, in 2021. That could be a lot of savings right there, you know, for a salary cap that just went down at least $10 million, $15 million, uh, that could save a lot of money right there. So maybe he ends up being a cap casualty, still a really good player. Just, you know, you can't afford to keep him around because of, you know, the unknown and, and you're still trying to field a team. You're still trying to make a team get better, you know, and, and then you look at guys like, uh, you know, a Dak Prescott, who uh, when the new league year starts, won't have a contract, most likely would get franchise tag. That's almost $39 million. Yep. You know what I mean? So do you make some kind of decision on, hey, we need to get a, a long-term deal done so we don't have to have a, a $39 million cap hit? Or what do we do? You know, and so I think that that kind of also plays out the uh, priority list, which obviously a quarterback's a priority list anyway. But I just think that it gets a lot of these guys' names on the short list and, and the GM and the coach and, and everyone else in the organization starts to talk about these guys and how – or if they could survive without them. And again, I think it's going to allow for a lot of quality players to be available for other teams to pick up and they may probably get them at a discounted rate. That's it. Yeah. Hey, that's the thing. If you can get a discounted rate now, some of the, some of the discounts to, to you know, could be varying. Like, you know, I, I always like to look at PFF and their projections for yeah. how much a guy might make and you know, what kind of contract they could sign. Like uh, when you look at, you know, Sha- Shaquille Barrett, who might be the, you know, maybe he's your top, edge rusher that, that that you could invest in they project him to make 18 million a year over four years you know and, and other guys like maybe Jadavion Clowney they see him making a one-year deal at 13 million dollars you know there's different guys uh, but if the market is different there's no there's no science to what's going to happen right when this when this salary uh cap is is set at if it's significantly lower if it's if it's even if it's 185 like you said that's 10 13 million dollars less than it was for last year you put it at that and teams are having to make hard decisions. We we cannot base on, off of what we normally know to be the salary cap when we look at what numbers a certain player might get in this year of their career and this for the, the the stats that they brought and the salary cap that the team has. All that's going to be you know worked out in, in in very new circumstances, and we could see some contracts that we would never see in the NFL with this type of year. We could also see a lot of guys saying, "Hey." I'm going to take a one-year deal here because yep. I want to make more money once the salary cap is back up and and you make that the time I cash in on free agency. So, Q, there's a lot of different ways this year could go. 
No, it really is. That's a great point that you brought up. The one-year contract could be in full effect this year. You know, it really could be where a lot of guys take the prove-it deals. You know, now guys like Jadavion Clowney took the prove-it deal, didn't really work out. He's taken it a couple times, hasn't really worked out for him. I don't expect him to get too much money. But with that being said, it might make more sense for teams to go out and get some guys that are a little bit older, uh, guys that are, have been released and get, you know, three or four really good players at a really decent, reasonable price, then go out and get one big fish. You know, instead of go get a Shaq Barrett, maybe go get a couple of defensive ends that have been right. released and you can get, you know, you can get those guys and keep them on a rotation and then boom, there you go. You still have the equivalent of what you were looking for in that big fish, but instead you went and got two or three bodies that you can continue to rotate because, you know, they've been out there on the open market and their their market's not as hot as it, it, they thought it was going to be or, or whatever the case could be. I mean, it's, it's again, you said it right. I think it's the perfect way to put it there's a lot of different ways you could size this up this free agency and with the salary cap with you having some kind of idea at least where it's going to be now or close to where it's going to be that that's that's a good starting point so then you just if you're the team the general manager the coach you go from there but uh yeah I think you're going to see a lot of movement we talked about the quarterback carousel I think you'll see a lot of movement with a lot of free agents this uh this offseason and this uh this well when the new league year starts uh March 17th Right. I, I think, I think it's all in that situation, you know, again, you're, you're, you're so right. If there's an assortment of guys, I mean, listen to these edge rushers that are available as like right now. And this is not even without, you know, more cuts coming. Like I said, Shaq Barrett, JJ Watt, Carl Lawson from the Bengals, Jadavian Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe, Melvin Ingram, Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd, uh, you know, Matthew Judon, yep. uh, Trey Hendrickson, Hassan Reddick, Al Alden Smith. Like th- this is a lot of big names that can get signed in free agency just as edge rushers. And right. that that's, you know, you, you, the top guys will go for the top money, but eventually some of those big names are, can't be signed for big money. If all, if that's where all the big money's going in a limited cap year. Um, and, and maybe some teams are like, you know what? We prefer to sort of hedge our bets and maybe put money on two or three different guys than to go all in on one guy. And if you miss, you miss huge. Exactly. That's what I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see guys, you know, two or three guys get signed for the price of one Shaq Barrett. Or, you know, and I know like a unique Ngakwe, I think he's a perfect example. He's a guy that has been trying to get a big time contract extension for a couple of years now, even going back to when he was with Jacksonville, then he gets traded to Minnesota, gets traded to Baltimore. I think he might end up going for less than he expects. You know, I think he's going to end up being one of those guys, a prime candidate really for one of those one-year deals, one of those one-year prove-it deals. He could be the prime example. And I'll tell you what, if I'm a team that's looking for an edge rusher, Raiders, I would definitely (laughs) go ahead and offer a one-year deal to a unique Ngakwe and say, go out there and ball out, young fella, and then we'll get back to you after that and, and hope that a guy like that takes it. Maybe that might, that might be the move there. Either way, everybody in the NFL is going to be gambling Q on who they want to bet on in, in this free agency. And you can make your bets as a fan on betonline.ag. Let's tell you what's going on there. Betonline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, it's the Friday edition. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's Q from Locked On Raiders. There was an interesting tweet put out there yesterday that made me think, and it's one of those tweets that, you know, feel, it came from Field Yates, and it was about quarterbacks. And you know he's been waiting to drop this tweet because he's like, oh, I saw this stat, and I'm waiting to make this happen. But it became official with Carson Wentz being traded, according to Field Yates, and he brought this up, there will now not be a single quarterback who was drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016 that is going to still be with their original team. And that includes 22 quarterbacks in those seven seven NFL drafts who – or excuse me, I don't know, that's eight NFL drafts. My math sucks. Um, but – uh, but that, that's eight NFL drafts and n- zero first round quarterbacks sticking with them. And, and eight years, Q, that I don't care if you were drafted in 09 or 014, when you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, you're expecting them to at least get you through a decade. Yeah, absolutely. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, he's your franchise guy, right? Right. He's the guy you expect to play right away. He's the guy that's going to take you to the promised land. You know, he's the guy that you got to go get. That's why all these teams trade up and they got to go get their quarterback. And you you don't have a quarterback. If you have a couple on the roster, you don't have one. I mean, you, you, we've heard every cliche. We've heard every kind of catchphrase. Uh, This guy is the the next one. He's going to be the best thing smoking since and you insert great quarterback's name, and this is going to be the next guy. But with that stat that's thrown out there, that just lets you know how difficult it is to find a franchise quarterback. It is so difficult to actually find a real deal guy. Jared Goff was in the Super Bowl in Atlanta just a couple years ago. He's now playing for another team. Yep. He was just in the Super Bowl. I mean, think about that. I mean, this guy was the number one overall pick, and who was the number two overall pick? Carson Wentz. Both the guys are on two different teams now. Both guys, I know Carson Wentz didn't play in the Super Bowl, but he has a ring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has a ring, and Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl and lost, but it's so difficult to actually find your guy and no no doubt about it, he's going to be the guy. It's such a a weird science. It's such a weird, you know, like just calculations and, and how you figure if this guy really is the truth, or if he's just a guy that looks good right now, RG three. I mean, I cover Baylor. He was a guy, he was can't miss. He was going to be the dude, you know, do you go Andrew Luck? Do you go RG three? Duh, you go Andrew Luck. And then RG three. I mean, look where he's at. His career has just fizzled out. You know, he's got injured and then boom, it's a wrap, you know, and now he's a career backup at best. I mean, it's just, it's so insane how you can go from being the sure shot guy to all of a sudden just being a guy, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, those guys are backups. I mean, and again, some of those guys we named, like like uh, another person that would fit in this in this name, Cam Newton, an NFL yeah. MVP, another guy who led a team to a Super Bowl appearance. You know, he's on a new team, and he's a guy that, that's falling out. But there's also so many of these picks that we don't even care about anymore. Like, no, everyone forgets that Jake Locker was a was yeah. an, was the eighth overall pick 
by the Titans in 2011. Blaine Gabbert was the 10th overall pick by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Ponder was the 12th overall pick by the Minnesota Vikings. Bust upon bust upon bust in in those situations. And again, you go throughout these years, like you said, it shows it's not easy to draft the quarterback. And oftentimes you're swinging and missing wildly on, on the position. You know, I know people say that running back doesn't matter. And I'm not saying quarterbacks don't matter. Uh, but I mean, come on, you, you look at these years and, and how many of them haven't worked out you know, in, in the next year. Like you say, Andrew Luck, who by all means was a very good quarterback, but he's not playing anymore. Right. RG three was the next guy. He's, he's, he's a backup. Ryan Tannehill has revived his career, but who would have thought that Ryan Tannehill had the eighth overall pick would have been the guy that would be representing that 2012 draft class. And uh, Brandon Wheaton being the other, there were of the, being the fourth guy selected in the first round that year. Uh, it's just, it's crazy to me that when you look at this and everyone always talks about, Oh, you got to trade up and get your quarterback. Now it's a, it's a reminder to me that you don't just, don't just sell out to get some guy, make sure he's your guy. Right. I think that's the key right there. He's got to be your guy and you have to understand why not just because he's the next guy up, not just because he's well quarterback four out of the four quarterbacks that you expect to be franchise guys, because he's your guy and he's going to fit what you do. I don't understand. I never understood it. And I, I didn't, for example, RG3, we talked about him. I never understood why the Washington Redskins at the time went and drafted him. They played him and used him like he was used in college. He was very successful. And then the next year they said, you know what? We want to change who you are. Wait, hold on. Why did you draft him if you yep. wanted to change who he was? You know what I mean? Like if this guy is not what you envision as your guy moving forward, don't go get him. And Washington obviously had a clue because they went and got Kirk Cousins in the fourth round. So they went and got RG3 in the first round and doubled down and got Kirk Cousins in round four. And, well, we all know how that shook out. Neither one of those guys is on that team anymore. <laughs> I mean, just think about that. I mean, man, it's just the, the it's so difficult to find a quarterback. What's the one that went to UCF and he was the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback and he was terrible? Um, I know you mentioned Blaine Gabbert, but that, Blake that Bortles? wasn't him. Who? Blake Bortles. Yes, Blake Bortles. Think about how t- he had one good game in his college career. Yep. One good game, and that was the Fiesta Bowl. He played really well in the Fiesta Bowl, and that parlayed him into, what, the number three overall pick or something? Number, I think he's he was number terrible. four. Yep. Yeah, he's terrible. Now he's, you know, now he's in L.A. as a backup. I mean, just and I knew that was a bad pick. When they picked him, I laughed. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's funny. You Mind know? you, Q, that was just three years after they drafted the, the the other guy I mentioned, I can't right. remember oh, who was I who was I said that they drafted. I don't know, I think it was four years after they drafted uh not Jake Locker. Gabbard. Who was the other guy that I said that they that they picked up? Blake Gabbert. Um, Blake Gabbert. It, it, they're like four years apart from each other. Top 10 quarterbacks, the same franchise, digging through it. Oh, guess what? They're about to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. They are. They're gonna pick number one. They're gonna get Trevor Lawrence, which looks like it's gonna be a short shot guy. But we say that now. We say that's, this now. That's what we say now. But, and, and you know, it's funny. This whole conversation takes me back to Deshaun Watson and why mm. Houston is insane if they move on from him. Yep. Because just because you get draft picks don't mean that they're going to be good. Just because you go up to bat an extra time in a baseball game don't mean you're going to get a hit. It just means that you're getting up to bat again. Doesn't mean that you're going to get a hit or a home run. Deshaun Watson right now in Houston is a home run. If they move on from him for picks and if he forces his way out of there, that's going to set that franchise back a long time. And it's all because finding that franchise guy is not easy to do. Who did they have before they went and got Deshaun? Matt Schaub? Matt Schaub. 
David <laughs> Carr, a bunch of guys that nobody cares about anymore. Exactly, exactly. Like, Brandon Whedon, that was one of his stops oh, was Houston. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, that was one of his stops was Houston. I mean, they had a carousel of quarterbacks, and now they got one, and there's a possibility and a good shot that he's going to get out of town. If I'm Houston, I'm sorry, but I'm holding on to him. I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to his leg, man. I'm like, I'm like an old, upset baby mama that just won't let you leave the house when you're about to roll out, you know? Like, no, you're not leaving. You're not leaving. You're like, no, 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 I got to go. You know what I mean? That's if I'm Nick Casario of the Texans, I'm holding on to Deshaun Watson's leg and I ain't letting him go nowhere. I, I agree. It's like, cause again, a bird in the hand is worth two in the, is worth two in the bush. You, when you know, you got the guy, yep. you can't, you can't give up on him. And, right. and again, it's different when the guy is Jared Goff because that guy wasn't the guy obviously right. but Deshaun Watson that dude is for real you know that you're dealing with the real deal here and yes he may be ticked off but you got to do everything in your power to yep. be like yo if you here's the steering here's the keys get here's everything and we're sorry about DeAndre Hopkins we shouldn't have <laughs> let Bill O'Brien do that we're sorry about everything even though they continue to have to say sorry for not even looking at Eric Bieniemy or whoever else that, that Deshaun wanted him to look at but I mean even in years like we were just talking about how Jared Goff and Carson Wentz were one and two in their NFL draft, and they're no longer with their teams. So were Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. You right. could have the top two picks in the draft and completely whiff on quarterback. You could have the best overall pick. You know, and, and I don't know how many times each team in NFL history has had a first overall pick. You know, like like for the Steelers, it, it's like the last time was like Terry Bradshaw. Right. But you know, but for some teams. It's happened repetitively, and you keep putting yourself in these positions, and then you're like, if you keep striking out, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. And, and that's what that's why I agree with you. When you know you have your quarterback, unless you're getting another quarterback for you, like unless I'm trading away Deshaun Watson and getting like Russell Wilson or something, and then we're right. we we know we're getting a lot of picks because then we can build around him. That would work. But I mean. You know, the, the, the only offer, like, you know, the Pan the Carolina Panthers, the rumored offered for Deshaun Watson was Christian McCaffrey and three first round draft picks. That might be something where I'm like, okay, maybe, because that's, that's getting close to Herschel Walker territory. Yeah. But you got to do that. You got to make the move, but you got to get it right. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if they're offering all that, that can help rebuild your team, but you better be pushing the right buttons. Because you're letting a franchise guy, a young franchise guy out of town. Look at Josh Rosen. Remember when he was drafted? Mm -hmm. Number another surefire guy that didn't work out. No, a year later he was being traded and another yep. guy was getting drafted number one overall. Mm -hmm. A year later. I mean, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, Kyler Murray and, and, Josh, and no one even wants Josh Rosen anymore. Like, like people are trying to pass him around. His mama don't even want to claim him. Dang, that's messed up, Q. I was going <laughs> to bring wrong. my mom into the conversation. <laughs> Sheesh. but but to your point and then and what's crazy here's another crazy part here now 2017 will definitely reset this conversation this will not happen because 2017 is when is when Patrick Mahomes was drafted they, yep. he will not be moving on from the Chiefs in any time soon right. um and Deshaun wants him to move on but remember who you remember who the first quarterback that was selected in the 2017 NFL draft was Q yeah it was Mitchell Trubisky right ding, ding, ding. he ain't gonna be with the Bears <laughs> like, nope. He sure ain't got it. He's what would you, what would, if you're the bears, how much egg do you have on your face? You pass on Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. You pass on multiple players for Mitchell Trubisky. Yup. I'm even, even if you didn't want to go, go quarterback, you could have drafted a TJ Watt. 
You, you could have had a Mitchell, Marlon Humphrey. You, you could have Mitchell Trubisky. You you put you picked Mitchell Trubisky, and again, that's that's with Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson still on the board. That's that's still a, such such a joke. But uh, I mean, we, it just shows you just because you're trading up to get a name, it, it may not be the right name. You still got to do your homework, yep. get the right guy, um, and and put a, and, and put him in there. Um, and so so I just rem- I just remind people whenever people are like, oh, we gotta we gotta make the move this year. No, you don't. Right. Do, do it on your schedule. Get best player available. Build your team the right way. Be smart. Don't just go up and take and, t- and, and take random risks at quarterbacks and just say, well, this is our year. We just hope that random quarterback X is going to be our savior. No, you got you got to do your research. Make sure you make your move. Like, like for the Steelers, when they went, Bill Cowher wasn't going to get Ben Roethlisberger. He was going to go get Sean Andrews or some lineman that no one even cared about. And it was the Roonies who stepped in and said, you better go get Ben Roethlisberger and yeah. – Bill Cowell was like, well, if I want a job, I better go get this quarterback. And here we are 17 years later talking about, well, maybe he's done. Maybe he's not. But 17 years, you've won it with the quarterback position in two yep. Super Bowls. You, you've won it. And that's where you want to be is that you want to say, hey, this is the guy the guy that fits our brand. This is the guy that, 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 that shows up, that practices, that works, that studies, that's going to be your leader for the next for the, for the next you know decade at least a decade and uh and yeah it's just a reminder when we look again 2019 to 2016 none of those first round guys are still with their original teams it's a crazy spin but it's just we got be responsible when you're in these organizations and fans chill out when you're talking about definitely get trading up to get this guy because you know even less than what these teams do who talk to them right no doubt about it, man. It's 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 gonna it's a fun time of year, man. It's a fun time of year. We're seeing these carousels happening. You're seeing quarterbacks traded, which I think is insane, but you're seeing it. And then you see, and then you throw out a stat that we're talking about right now, and you realize that, man, this has been going on for quite a while. But it's just you know, right now the names are bigger than what we usually expect them to be. But uh, man, this is this is it's almost like throwing a dart against the board, and you're hoping that you hit the bullseye, but. Most likely, you know, that's that's more like the the surprise than than the normal. You know, it's more surprising when you do hit that bullseye than it is that you're just trying to hit the board. A lot of teams are hitting the board. Very little teams are hitting the bullseye. Exactly. There you go right there. Bullseye. Is, I think that's a great analogy. Way to go, Q. That's a great way to end the show. I do, Talk, talking about quarterbacks here. Thanks to everyone for listening. Reminder, if you're loving the, the Locked On NFL podcast, we're on Apple, we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Radio.com now, or anywhere podcasts are hosted. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star view with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. Q, thanks so much for, for hosting with me. As always, please let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, everything I do is out on Twitter uh, at your boy Q254. And of course, the Locked On Raiders podcast and Locked On Bets podcast that I do daily with uh, my guy Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com trying to help you put a little bit of money in your pocket. And who didn't want and who doesn't want a little bit of extra money, right? Exactly. I feel you there. I need some extra money. Uh, <laughs> my name is Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. It's also my Instagram handle. Follow me there. Um, and again, I'm the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm also a, a, a beat writer on the University of Pittsburgh's football and basketball teams, as well as the Pittsburgh Steelers for DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want to get all things Pittsburgh sports, we have you there. Subscribe to us there. Uh, and yeah, check us out here on the Friday episodes. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast or not tomorrow, excuse me, Monday on the NFL Podcast Network. But everyone, until then, have a great weekend and do all your mock drafts because I'm sure you're (laughs) going to be doing that with all the extra free agency talk as well.